0: Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. This sample here is uh, really short, so I'm just gonna say if you'd like to support the show, go over to patreon.com slash human machine, check it out, maybe sign up, exclusive sneak peeks, stuff like that. Uh, Also, there's only three copies left of this split here, so you could pick that up too, shoot me a message. And now, I'd like to play you something. You're hearing a San song by Norfair featuring Matt Vasquez on guitar and vocals. Check out the Honeysuckle Records Bandcamp to listen to the EP after the show.
1: I would say my earliest childhood memory is uh, being in the bathtub and playing with my my electric Ben 10 toy and just like messing around with it. That's pretty much my earliest childhood memory.
0: Okay, what, uh, <laughs> what was this like? Okay, because I have like some kids and they have gone through their Ben 10 phase, right? So I do have yeah. some of this and that like just in the bin down here like they've all outgrown it or whatever uh well not all of them but um like what 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 electric one did you have where you could play around with it in the bathtub
1: it was one where you were not supposed to be playing around with it (laughs) in the bathtub uh i think one of my most of my aunts were um in their late teens early 20s when i was born so maybe they didn't uh think about it too much but yeah, I had a I had a, an electric toy that was not supposed to be in water in the bathtub.
0: Okay. Was it like the yeah. the power like bracelet thing or
1: uh it was not the Omniwatch. It was just like a like uh a, a Ben 10 figure that was pretty large. It was like 2 feet tall. Oh, and okay. And do with like a, a little voice box and everything.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, one of those. Yeah, I think I still I think I can probably, from where I'm sitting, I can probably see the forearms figure peeking out of this Tupperware bin. Uh, (laughs) Which, uh, which, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's... I mean, honestly, like, I've been into cartoons and stuff like that, obviously, like, since I was a kid and stuff, too. So it's kind of cool, like, when your kids are into stuff like that and you can just pretend, like, you know they're the ones watching it when you're sitting there too, you know, and sort of like, like, oh, this is kind of sick, you know? Um,
1: Oh, yeah.
0: But yeah, was there a favorite of uh, Ben 10's, um, like, transformations or whatever that you were into?
1: I I barely remember the names, but I remember there was this one, like, very alien gooey looking one. It looked like a muck Pokemon or something. I'm not sure, but... I just remember obsessing over that show as a child and just, you know. Yeah. But uh, I would say it was that one or there was this blue and white one where it just, like, I'm pretty sure its main power was it was, like, Speedy or something. Okay. That one was cool, too.
0: Yeah. It's weird because, like, the name says it all, right? Ben 10, like, like, he can turn into, like, 10 things or whatever, right? But then, like, I'm pretty sure there was a point where he just started turning into, like, dozens of things or whatever and then that's when i kind of yeah. was like i can't keep track of all this you know <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> it would be like more versions of like two or more of the things too if i remember correctly mm. but yeah just just wild stuff i remember mostly forearms and then i think i know the one you're talking about the speedy one it had like it like it was real thin and had like a sort of like a like the body reminds you of like a, a bug almost you know
1: yeah exactly yeah. yep it's
0: that one there was like the the one that was like looked like it was made out of like quartz it was like a real hard looking uh one. Oh yeah
1: that yeah. one too that one was yeah. cool i remember that one yeah.
0: i don't like like i said like i don't remember any of them like specifically but yeah that that's cool and that's i mean you know so a uh, big part of this like I try to get people to go down memory lane and then I end up going down memory lane. It's pretty cool. And I think it's a fun way to sort of like um, get talking about like stuff that uh, maybe a, a, you know, your usual music music conversation doesn't, doesn't get to. So that's fun. Um, Yeah. Like, so other than Ben 10, you know, when you're, when you're growing up, uh, what else were you into?
1: Let's see. Cause I can't, remember pretty much anything besides music as a kid like you know how you look back you remember kind of where your life starts like a mindless kid
0: sure sure i mean sort yeah i just remember
1: yeah like i just remember being on a trip to chicago and uh just hearing my aunt play like say it ain't so by weezer and then like boom, I, I have, like, an actual obsession of mine that isn't, like, a cartoon or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when, yeah. when you were talking there for a second, we were cutting in and out a little bit. Uh, did you say you were 16?
1: Yeah, I'm 16.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I think you're the youngest person yeah. I've chatted with on the show then.
1: Oh, that's dope, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's cool.
0: Definitely. Um, So, like... Any of the music that you heard before this car trip, what um, like, what was your relationship to, to that? Like you said, like, you know, specifically this Weezer track or whatever, that was like you, you heard that and you're sort of like, okay, this is like more relatable to you, like musically or whatever. Um, but yeah. what was your relationship with music before that, like around the house and stuff? It was just like <coughs> passive listening, sort of?
1: I would say it was like passive listening. A lot of the time when I was a little kid, I just remember hearing the radio and being like, just singing along to like a Bruno Mars song or something. Sure. But, uh, every, like, besides the radio, uh, my family, uh, were Hispanic, Mexican. So, you know, I'd hear a bunch of like Mexican, Hispanic music around like mar- mariachi, not mariachi, but like all those things with, uh, so I'm familiar to those, but, those never really caught my attention as a kid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: and was it the guitar specifically about that weezer track, like um or or was it just like the overall vibe or?
1: I think I, I remember the moment like that song attached me, and that's when like the chorus kicked in for uh, say it ain't so." and uh, cause <laughs> I remember <laughs> hearing the intro and just like not caring. But the moment like I hear those like loud ass guitars, I was just like blown away, okay, so there was something about that emotional punch that just like grabbed me for sure,
0: yeah, it's it's um I guess that's the that's the thing, right that's why it works is because the 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 beginning is sort of um misleading, I guess in that way, right, so when it comes in, it's just like bomb, bomb, and uh bomb bomb yeah it just, yeah, yeah, it just yeah. delivers like that which is yeah, yeah I, that's that's kind of funny cuz like you know i i mm, I was going to ask this question later but i guess since we're here already i'll I'll ask it now which is uh you know when i'm saying like that's like misleading like the way and that's like uh, you know that's not the only song obviously like you could point to you know tons of songs that like that's the vibe that they're going for right It starts out like subtle and then like, you know, it, it has this this uh thing that delivers, you know, and sort of like uh really catches your attention. And and um you know, one thing I was noticing about y'all's uh demo is is um that the song titles are like uh they, they come from that school of like the those 90s Screamo bands where it's like the song titles are kind of outrageous, and but then when you hear the song, like the vibe is very, like it feels very serious and, and whatever. Is there something about that that like, is it, do you think it's like your unconscious attempt to like disarm the listener to sort of like, to be like this, you're not expecting this shit like in a way? Or is that is that just not something that even factors into it
1: Hmm. that might be something that factors into it but uh the when i think about it i think that might be just more of a means to like uh just avoid naming the song honestly because yeah because when we're in the practice space we just give it nicknames and it's hard to (laughs) i'm pretty sure you know but like when you give a song a nickname that's kind of funny you kind of you can't rename it because like it just feels weird to rename it something else yeah have you ever like felt that before? Like you just name a song, at just like temporarily, and then you go back and you're like, I don't know what the name is other than this.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because like I've been in i uh, I've been in a situation now for a long time when I where like I I don't I, I don't necessarily even name the songs until they're like recorded and stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, my reference for that kind of thing is like, but yeah, I mean, like, definitely been there where it's like, uh, a song will have, like, like, it'll have a name and, like, I won't even remember the whole name because you just write, like, the one word down. You know, like, just like the one word, you write it down on your set list, you know? So that's sort of, like, the Mm -hmm. opposite, you know? Like, whereas, like, you're saying, like, it's just like, you'll start calling it like you, you'll call this song Walter. And then, then it, you know, the title becomes like something that's like has to do with that, but you know, is more uh, of like an in thing or, you know, or just like more something that's a little bit more outrageous or like, is that, do you think Mm -hmm. that part of it is like, um, like, I'm not, you know, there's obviously a, a way that some bands like, you know, might like, I'm not saying that y'all take it too far or whatever, but there's, is that like some of it like shock? Is it like, Oh, this is something people will remember. Or?
1: Uh, I know for sure that Walter song was like, you know what people, people are going to search up cause that's, uh, that song title that came from like a meme or something. So it's like, you know what people are going to search that up and that'll come up on YouTube or something, oh. which it did, <laughs> which, uh, but like everything else, it was mostly just, uh, I feel like more of a way to like a uh, discredit the song almost, because I I have trouble like when I put something serious to uh, take it seriously. So I, I'll like uh, I'll knock it down a peg. I'll knock myself down a peg and just give it like a name that's a little goofy or something. I I think that's a bit closer to why yeah. that that is how it is.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like the that's like the Spider Man effect or whatever, right? It's like where you. Where you're making jokes because it's like you're—it's just like a way to like cope with the fact that this song is about something that's like really delicate or uh, or or extremely personal or whatever. It's like yeah, yeah, that that disarming thing or you know like whatever. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, But uh, yeah, like you know. Like I said, I was going to ask about that later, but you know, it's, it just sort of came came there naturally. But um, as far as like, you know, um, we were talking before, and um, you know, it's really interesting that like, uh, like when when would you say that that the uh, vacation where you heard the Weezer track was? How about how old were you there?
1: Uh, I would say I was about. Uh... 10 years old, I oh, okay. remember.
0: Okay, so yeah. not it, so not like that recently, but, you know, um, is that when you immediately were like, I want to I play music too? Or did that sort of just like happen as you found more bands that appealed to you that same way?
1: Uh, uh that's uh, hmm. I would say it happened definitely more as I found more bands, but uh, I would say, because uh, let me think. I would say it's half and half because I know when I was in middle school, all I wanted to do was like cover Weezer for the talent show or something. So yeah, it's 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 a little bit of both.
0: Mm-hmm. And what other bands did you immediately like start finding, and how did how did you start finding these other bands? Like based on, I mean, like Weezer was easy enough. That that was that was a you know, huge hit when it came out or whatever. But, um, yeah. How did you make those like different connections to the other bands you'd find?
1: Uh, mostly when I was younger, it was definitely through my aunt, uh, who I lived with at the time. Uh, she would play all these big alternative rock music acts like Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana and all those things. But, uh, in terms of like going a little bit deeper, it would just be like the internet or Mm -hmm. YouTube or something. Or I would look at old like Weezer demos or something, and then something obscure would pop up or something. I remember that's how I found like Cap and Jazz and all those things. So it was definitely like YouTube, the internet is where all that connected for me.
0: Yeah. So was like so it was like, you know, Charlie Day's like red string wall, but just like starting in Weezer and then here's Cap and Jazz and then eventually algernon Seisha or whatever kind of thing yeah yeah and what 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 would you say the first like screamy band that you heard was
1: oh i would say besides like uh hmm, it was probably midwest pen pals or orchid i i have an opinion that uh cap and jazz is a little bit of a proto screamo thing but people don't like that opinion so i'll keep that to myself
0: I, it's you know there were bands that were there were bands like i see what you're saying and i agree with it that they're not just like whatever but like there were bands that were a little bit before that and stuff so it the thing about <clears throat> um the thing about like that time period which was i think really um <clears throat> i wouldn't say that it's um I don't know. I I mean, it it, it was special, but I mean, I don't mean that in a way that like, oh, those were the good old days. You know what I mean? Because that's not the kind of person that I am. Um, But the thing that was interesting about that stuff back then is like, you know, I had a buddy that um, played in uh, just a straight up pop punk band. You know, they sounded like... uh, They sounded like they could be on Lookout Records or whatever, right? But they played shows with Cap and Jazz. And um, Cap and Jazz would play shows with bands like uh, Me, you know, Me or whatever, like, you know, bands that sound like Orchid and whatnot. And um, <coughs> the thing is, like, when, <clears throat> when, this, when Screamo was like just happening, um, like, it didn't take long at all like a screamo band would go on tour and they would come through and they would play like, you know, like a screamo band would play my house and they'd play with a band that sounded like uh, Social Distortion and a band that sounded like Strung Out and, and a band that sounded like um, Green Day. And, and then it wouldn't be long until that band that sounded like Green Day, was playing a new song where there was, like, a little bit of screaming in it. And it's, like... Yeah. <clears throat> that's just the way that music, like, was happening then. Like, all these bands that didn't necessarily... Like, there just weren't... There wasn't enough, like, places to play where it could be, like, oh, this is a Screamo-only show. Or, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> like, so... Um, all of this stuff, like, these bands were, like, really saturating each other with these different influences and stuff. And so I think that one of the things that makes Cap'n Jazz so special is that, especially being from the area, like around Chicago or whatever, where bands, like every kind of band was playing like Fireside Bowl and stuff where, where they would play. Like they just really did, like they didn't, they didn't, they just let all of this different stuff influence in them. And I think that's mm. like why they last when some other bands don't. But yeah it, didn't, yeah, it didn't take long at all until like, there was like a band that sounded like Braid uh, with the really pretty parts, but there was screaming on it and it didn't take long until there was like, you know, like just every like, you know, pop punk was screaming and this, you know, and, but, um, yeah, like I've always felt that way too. Like, kind of, you know, like I see where you're going with that, uh, cap gas thing.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really cool way to put about it. Because while you were talking about that, I I uh, I look back on my own experience. and am like, and I see that as well. Uh, when I play shows, there, it's almost never a stacked screamo show or something like that. It's mm-hmm. always a hardcore band or a. Uh, a punk band or anything like that. And I, I take influence from those bands we play with because of just how good they are sometimes. Uh, up here in Michigan, there's some pretty good hardcore bands and whenever I see them play or uh, I see them online and I check them out, it's always like goes into my head. I'm like, I wanna try this out or I wanna incorporate this. So I definitely get where that's coming from for sure.
0: Are you closer to like, um, Grand Rapids or Kalamazoo or what's.
1: Uh, yeah, we're directly in Grand Rapids.
0: Oh, you're in Grand Rapids. Okay. Okay. I thought, yeah. I thought I looked and I didn't like rec- Maybe I was like, maybe I'm being confused. Cause like, cause there's like the, there's like the label information on the page as well. And I was like, I saw that earlier and I was like, Missouri. And then I was like, oh no, wait, that's the label. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like um, when like how did you convince your parents or whatever, like or, you know, whoever was like, whoever you were living with, like, how did you convince them? Um, Look, I want to play guitar. I want to be in a band. Like, can I get a guitar or how did that whole, you know, how did that whole part of your journey um, start?
1: I mean, when when you're an 11 year old and you really want a guitar, there's only <laughs> one way to do it, and that's uh, annoy the hell out of your mom to buy you <laughs> one. Uh, so I remember it was Christmas time, and me, my mom, and my grandma went to Guitar Center, and then we bought like the cheapest amp and the cheapest guitar, and then off to the races I went, and then now I'm here.
0: Yeah, did you get like one of them Squire packs or?
1: Not yeah. even that. It was a. Mm-hmm. Uh, I searched this up and it was like a Sears brand guitar, like a guitar you would buy when Sears was around.
0: Oh, you got it like used?
1: Yeah, used. Yeah. Okay. Only way I could.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's weird because like, um, sometimes those squire packs and stuff, like you can find those for even cheaper than like, you know what I mean? Like, um, but I'm like one of my kids, I had gotten them, but these weren't, these weren't squire either these were this is a a company called rondo music who makes like they make fender knockoffs that i actually think are better than squires but um yeah and so so sometimes like you know you can you can see those squire packs and and you're just like what how is how are they selling them for these cheap for this cheap, you know, like sometimes it'd be like this much, but like also, you know, it's really wild that, th- that one of those Sears brands were still knocking around the guitar centers. Like, um, yeah. Cause I, do you remember what it was called? Like, I, I didn't think that they were, that they had made those in quite a while,
1: but uh, I believe they they were called, it was a, it was a silver tone guitar. Oh, okay. That's yeah, what they yeah. were called. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah, I mean, um, do you, like, do you remember, other than the fact that you're 11 and you've been wanting this guitar and, like, do you remember, like, do you still have it?
1: Oh, yeah. I, 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 I play it sometimes. I keep it in the practice space for whenever we need an extra guitar. And uh, I, I modded it a little bit so <laughs> it's a bit easier to play since when I first got it, the action was so high that I had to put like so much tension on the strings to even get to the fretboard.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so I took that all out. That's a good starter. That. Yeah. Cause you get your, you get your hands like nice and strong real fast. Oh yeah, for sure. But, yeah. You don't have a choice. That's like a lot of people, uh, start out on acoustics or whatever. And that's good for the same reasons is cause some acoustics, the action can be, you know, uh, <clears throat> a bit, bit trickier. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that's wild um what was it what's it like modeled after is it like a les paul copy a, a strat copy or,
1: or it, it just... was definitely like a a strat body but it wasn't it didn't look like a strat it didn't have a pit guard or anything like that but it was that shape mm-hmm, for okay. sure
0: okay and um did you were you just learning yourself like were you like looking up tabs like what was your like how did you get started
1: Uh, I remember like my mom would always like try and get like the local church guy to try and teach me guitar or something like that, but I was pretty stubborn. So I I would just stick to tabs for the majority of my time, uh, just learning like, ah, Nirvana songs or something. Mm -hmm. But eventually like a few years in, I would try and get into trying to hear everything out and do everything by ear, which I'm still trying to do right now. Mm -hmm. So it was It was all just like by myself and no extra help. Mm
0: -hmm. And how long did you play by yourself before? I mean, you said in middle school you were trying to do like school talent shows and stuff. So I'm assuming it wasn't, you know, necessarily too long before you were already, you know, trying to start your own bands and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, I, w- I would definitely try. That's the key word, try. Uh, because I have this friend named Brian who's in North Fair right now that I've known since middle school, and he's played guitar as well since a little before I started. And I remember, like, hey, Brian, 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 we got to do this, we got to do that. And then he would just go along be like, okay, yeah. And eventually it worked because that settled down with Northfair. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, That was mostly just like, it was just ideas until we could actually get something done, which was get a drum kit. But uh, yeah, it was just a bunch of talk and not a lot of doing stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you had time. So Um, now you said you said until you could get a drum kit. Like, so um, did you was the was Norfair not like a full band when you recorded the demo or?
1: um for for norfair i'll give you a little bit of a history rundown yeah yeah it, it it started about when about when i was 14 turning 15 and brian got this drum set I was, I was like cool let me bring my guitar over and we can make something and an example of that we recorded one thing which we put online through honeysuckle records as a bonus track on one of their compilations and we just titled it like old demo or something and you can see like that little time period where it was just me on guitar and Brian on drums. But eventually we got a guy on bass and then the real like, and for the, for those three when the time when it was just three members, just me, Brian and this other person named Aiden, uh, it was kind of like stagnant. We weren't pretty much doing anything besides making some mediocre songs. But um, we eventually played our first show, which went about as good as you would expect it to be uh in the crowd our savior uh henry uh saw us and he played drums and his drum teacher is actually the drummer from cloud rat if you know who that is
0: oh yes i do absolutely we played lots of shows with them yeah max
1: that's cool we just played a show with them about two days ago with uh loma prieta oh no
0: I'm, i'm sorry cloud rat yeah no they're awesome i but um that's um that's Adrian, right? Is the drummer for?
1: I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure their name. Yeah, but, I, w- uh, I, had I was a good thinking. Conversation with them.
0: I was thinking of. Uh, I was think when you said Cloud Rat, I immediately uh, st- thought of this band, Cloud Cloud Mouth. Ma- shit, Cloud Mouth. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and we we played lots of yeah. shows with them. We've never played with Cloud Rap, but they're awesome. And um yeah, I think that's I think that's Adrian, that's the drummer for that band. Cuz if I'm correct, a <clears throat> um, Adrian also does a band with Dave Norman and Jesse Mowry called Our Shadow Our Future is an Absolute Shadow. I think mm, that's I'm the, not sure
1: about
0: it. Mm. I think that's the the same person. But um so so they they're that's their uh, drum teacher
1: yeah that's henry's drum teacher so and eventually after some pondering we we have a session with henry and then instead of brian on the drums it's henry and brian switches the second guitar Mm -hmm. and that's kind of when everything started clicking we started writing that ep Mm -hmm. that we put on streaming services so i would say like about when henry joined is when the band really started and that's like where we got the kick going
0: Okay, so going back to this first show, and you said like that went about as as well as you could expect. But um, I always think that this, uh, <coughs> no, excuse me. I always think that first shows, regardless, are such a special thing. And so like how did it come to where like y'all were asked to play this show or like how did you, where was this show? Like who was it with and like how did you... How did your band become a part of it?
1: Oh yeah, I can, I can answer that. Uh, so about the same time we started North fair was about the same time that this place called skeletons reopened in our area. It Mm -hmm. used to be open quite a while ago, but, uh, eventually there was a GoFundMe to bring it back or something like that. And then they had this link in their website to apply, to get into a show. And then that's, we did the little internet stuff Mm -hmm. and then we got in, uh, but in terms of the bill, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, it was bands, Slugchild, Fire Said the Albatross, and someone else. I'm not quite sure, but uh, it was those bands. And uh, Slugchild in particular has uh, definitely like been supporting us throughout our whole like thing, which is really nice uh, having them at our first show and then having the members watch us at our last one. So that's pretty nice.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what was your, like, you know, you said it went as well as could be expected, but like, you know, even if you, um, even if you didn't feel like you played well or whatever the case might've been, like you, you know, you, you kept doing it. Right. So you obviously like there was something there and like, you realized like, Hey, this is something that I am going to keep doing. So like what what <clears throat> as far as like the way that it made you feel or whatever, like was it everything that you like thought it was going to be?
1: It was definitely a lot more nerve-wracking for a for a 15-year-old to do mm-hmm. for his first time. Uh but uh the reception we got afterwards was was really affirming for me for sure because I remember getting off that stage and just We had written like a majority of the songs we played within the week of because uh, I was just like timing the week of uh, you know, just getting down that stage and getting a lot of words of encouragement from older people was really reassuring for me to be like okay this is cool I want to keep doing this yeah
0: And you said um, that Henry approached you afterwards. Was it just like, hey, I think that y'all are onto something, but like maybe if, if like there was a, if y'all had a more capable drummer, like what was the proposition exactly?
1: I just remember uh, messaging the account or my account and just saying like, hey, I saw your show. If you you ever, um, I'm a drummer or some talent have anything just let me know. I'm pretty sure was what his response was, and you know, after like about a month, I was like, I think we need an actual drummer to get on this. Yeah. So, and then I messaged him, and then he was just like, "Sure, uh, I'll practice with you guys."
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> when it when um when it came to recording, like. Uh, you had already done like the the one demo thing um, before, but um, I'm assuming that these are self recorded.
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much, except for the drums, which we went to a little uh, DIY studio around here to record.
0: Oh, okay. So you did you you went somewhere to track the drums, and yeah, I'm assuming that like it was like uh, the someone was. Playing the guitar like in headphones, and they're recording the drums. And then you just took the drums like back to your place and threw the guitars on. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, we just put guitars after. But Henry, he's really, really drum, so he didn't even need no uh, no drums playing, no uh, guitars playing while he was oh, okay. do, recording the drums, or even like a the little clicker things. I forget what they're Metronome. called. He just went straight, yeah. Straight Yeah, he just went straight ahead and recorded, like, seven songs in great tempo.
0: Yeah. That's how I uh, also record drum tracks usually, is, like, I don't have anything. I just start going. But, like, I don't... um, I wouldn't say that I have great tempo. I just... I'm going to be the one that does the guitars later, so it, like, doesn't... You know, it doesn't matter. Like, I know how I play, I guess, is the thing. So it's like... Yeah. If I'm, like if I'm a little like this or a little like that, like, <coughs> I can anticipate my own... With yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm doing that... I'm doing that thing again, like, right before something speeds up <coughs> where I slow down a little bit, like, things are falling apart or something. Like, I don't know. It's, <clears throat> it's funny, like, how after a bunch of songs, like, you can notice the things that you do that aren't... Um, aren't intentional but but you're like yeah. oh there I go like thinking I'm fucking cute again you know like <laughs> doing this like B-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. like oh are they going to drop are they going to drop the beat altogether like is this is this going to fall apart and then it's just like oh, I did it again I really got <clears> to <throat> I really got to have a a marker board or something that says the last time I did that and like you you cannot do that again for 6 months like don't <laughs> don't try that trick yeah. again for at least half a year. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, now, uh, how did you go from like, you know, you're playing guitar to, um, like, yeah, you're working in a DAW, like you're recording the guitars for your demo yourself, etc. Like, was that, was that something that you looked in, you know, you just got online and learned how to do that stuff or was there someone else in the band that already knew and you all are learning this together?
1: It was definitely uh, just like learn-as-you-go type thing because I remember um, there's some demos of where it's just me playing everything like uh, the song Carter and the song Jenkin. That was all just me recording on drums and uh, guitar, vocals and everything. And that's where I kind of figured out how to kind of use a DAW and all of those. And that helped translate into me recording guitars and, uh, which took quite a while because we've had, we didn't mix it ourselves. We've had our friend Thatcher mix it, but beforehand we had our friend Marley try and mix it, but that took a few months to just get like a draft out of a song. So we definitely had to switch up and all those, but, yeah, for in terms of DAWs and all those, it was really just learn as you go. Eventually, we got a new bassist, and his name is Gabriel. And he has uh, some experience with recording and such because he has a solo project. And that is definitely helping out when it comes to recording and mixing, especially when it comes to the album we're going to record soon. And he is just going to help us out with recording and all that.
0: Yeah. that's awesome well i think that um y'all's demo like um i mean i think the songs are really really good but i think one of the things that i i really gravitated to about it is is uh the guitars sound incredibly like visceral like they they have a the quality to the guitars is very reminiscent of the era i think that um you know like this is you know before before your time and stuff but this is obviously the sound you're going for like that sort of like late 90s you know um screamo type stuff and um yeah i think that a lot of times like now uh, especially because i think a lot of people will just use uh vsts like amp effects and stuff instead of recording like actual guitars you know um <clears throat> i think that what uh, a lot of you know especially a band's earlier recordings is missing is just sort of that that quality of the guitars that is just raw and uh, and really like carries the like it's <clears throat> to me it's always been it's like I don't mind if I can't pick out every single note like as long as like the guitar sounds like it it's really delivering like the message that it's supposed to be delivering, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think that um, you know, you said that y'all didn't um, mix it yourself, but like the person that I feel like the person that did mix it really got that they were like, you know, okay, this is what these guitars sound like. They're gonna st- they're gonna stay that way. They they probably you know they didn't just like. Like they—they they obviously didn't just like not do anything. You know what I mean? Like they—they they did it. They did yeah. it what they were doing, but they didn't like overdo it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. The other thing that I was curious about, about the, uh, the demo is, so there's the four songs and then it says that there's three extra songs, like, but, Uh but y'all have it at pay what you want. So like, what's the, what was the impetus for having like, sort of like sneak tracks, like, but you have to download it. Was it, is there, is it like. Is this like is there more to that than just like you wanted to have something extra? Is it is there something that you're like we want people to have this physically not physically but like we want people to have this stored somewhere? And was there a reason for that or there
1: there definitely was a reason for that physically too because uh when our record label our main one honeysuckle asked us if we wanted to put any bonus tracks for physicals mm-hmm. um i thought of some old demos we had and we had quite like a little handful but i made sure to uh use the ones that i was like most proud of or that i thought like was most like worthy of just putting it on something that people could hear. So having those people that like bought our EP have those extra tracks is kind of like a little bit of a, like, here's like before the EP, if you're interested and you kind of get what I mean. Like Yeah. Yeah. It's like a director's are, cut,
0: right. Or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's very cool. Like, um, yeah, I didn't know, like, it doesn't specifically say or whatever, like, whether it's the same recording session or whatever. But yeah, it makes, it makes, it definitely makes a lot more sense, like, if they're, if they're a different um, recording, you know, to be sort of like, okay, and then this is like bonus material for sure, instead of like, yeah. so you have like the, the demo, which you're like, this sounds this way, and this is like, this is a unit of music, like to be listened to at one one time. But then, like also, like you know, download it and then and then check out these these other songs that we did that you know we still think are cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. that's how it is for sure. For sure,
0: awesome. Um, yeah. <clears throat> hey, you said that uh, you all are getting ready to record an album. So, um, yeah. one one thing about screamo music that's uh pretty subjective is like like what's an album right like how long uh how many (laughs) songs you know uh yeah you know stuff like that so um you know what's what's your like plan for the album like you said that your bass player is more versed in self-recording so are you going to do the same kind of like record the drums somewhere else? Or are you going to do the whole recording yourself and like how many songs and stuff like that?
1: We're definitely going to go back to the DIY studio for those drums because I was pretty happy with how those came out and we don't have any other like place or person we know, which has a drum mic. So definitely going back there for those. But uh, in terms of everything else, it's going to be like the EP when it comes to, how we do everything, which is going to be all by ourselves for the most part. But, uh, in terms of what an album is, which I think is pretty funny. Cause, uh, you know how it is. Like some, some bands will have like five songs on an album that are like over eight minutes long each and then call mm-hmm. that an album or some emo bands will have like 15 songs and have them all be like two minutes long. But, yeah. uh, for us, it's about like a, seven song uh record with uh pretty moderate length songs from ranging from two minutes to six or seven minutes so that's kind of how where it is right now in terms of what we call the record
0: yeah like about 25 minutes maybe total something like that yeah yeah yeah
1: definitely i definitely want to get get it over that 25 minute mark for just for like personal that feels right type of thing yeah
0: um yeah, I mean I I don't yeah, I mean we uh m- my band we just recorded our um eighth LP. Uh well, we're not we're not totally done. I I always I always we always get the drums done and then I find a billion other things that I have to do and then and then I'll do the guitars and then I mean it's like we just released an album in December, so it's not a rush, but um like mm-hmm. uh yeah, I don't know. We've had an LP that was like 18 minutes. And then we've had an LP that was... Um, this This one coming up is our longest. I think it's like 38 minutes. It, so it's... I mean, it's just like... It's just kind of like... what, I, You know what I said about it being subjective? Because it, it, it really is just like whatever you yeah. feel like it is, you know? But I know what you're saying. It's like <laughs> like Sea of Shit or something. They probably have like... Uh, I'm not... I've never clocked it or whatever, but they probably have, like, 15-minute LPs, you know? Um, And then there's, like, you know, like... Then there's, like, black metal bands that have, like, um, 50-minute LPs, you know? Or whatever. So, it's... um, Yeah. It's kind of what... Whatever you've... But I was just, like, trying to get a... a, Like, a handle on about how much, you know, material y'all are um, getting ready to record. Uh, Do you... Is there a, is there a, any apprehension like going into this that you didn't have before? Like, since it's a, does it feel like a, a much bigger thing? Is there more pressure uh, uh, that you're feeling because of that, or?
1: Um, de- there's definitely a lot more pressure when it comes to the album because, because uh, when it came to recording an EP and writing an EP, it was just so we could get our our noise out, you know? Mm-hmm. Like have have it out on the internet. Like, yeah, this is us. Be ready. But mm-hmm. for the album, especially since we're a high school band, we realize we kind of have to break up like very, very soon. So
0: <laughs> why do you say <laughs> that?
1: <laughs> because we're not break up, break up, but uh, <laughs> one of us is going to college. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. And he's going all the way into Chicago, which is only a three hour drive, but that's like but when we think about it, like we're not gonna have any time for writing pretty much. We'll only have time for like shows in during breaks or something like that. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: when it comes to that, uh, and I think of the album, like I kind of have to put everything I know and have learned into this one record and just be like, this is us mm-hmm. or this is what we know and all of that so that that kind of does have a pressure on it but uh i think i'm handling it pretty yeah. okay
0: yeah yeah it's it's uh it's funny when you said because then we had to break up because like it immediately brings to mind that that cliche of like screamo bands like can only release <laughs> like one thing or whatever you know yeah yeah um <laughs> But yeah, it, but yeah, what you said makes more sense. It's like yeah, the, I mean, luckily uh, now you know, and especially because y'all are kind of already in this boat, like with recording yourselves and stuff. Now there is like a a lot more freedom to keep a band going, uh, and and uh, you know, sort of send each other files back and forth, and like you know, you dig these riffs, like oh, I've been working on this, and so <clears> it's still possible. But yeah, I mean, three hours, it's like. when I was, you know, when I was like 20 years old, I was driving three hours for band practices and stuff all the time. But like, at the same time, I didn't have, I wasn't like in, in college. I didn't have like term papers due the following Monday and shit like that, you know? Um, And it is, it is a lot like where you're, you know, it is a lot you're asking of, of yourself and your bandmates to like, it's like three hours, and then like, you know, you're you're blast yourself with music for three hours, and then like sometimes drive three hours back. It's like, ah, oh shit, how long, you know, keep this up? But um, but yeah, it's it's um, like, it it's cool that you know at least like, y'all are, it you know you're you're like okay like, things are gonna change like let's do like let's do our best like let's put put everything we can into this, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but, um,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: When you're talking about like, uh, get like, you know, let's like, let's get the demo out here and stuff. Like, so was that like, not, not like, was that like, Oh, like we need people to like, hear these songs and like and then we'll be able to like you know get more shows and was that part of the the idea as well
1: oh yeah for sure because uh it's a little it's a little hard to get some like credible things when you don't don't have anything out really uh, so you know recording those three songs and that instrumental i'm pretty sure that helped us land uh that uh show with loma prieta and all those things
0: yeah for sure now um you know, you mentioned y'all. Y'all are a high school band and stuff. And um, I was curious, like, you know, because when I was in high school, uh, like, I mean, my my school uh, was very small. But like, there's like <clears throat> there, there's literally like eight of us that listen to like punk music or grunge or whatever, you know. But there was like there yeah. was literally just like eight of us. That was it, you know. And then Nirvana broke, and then people. People were still mean to us. People were still like, you know, throwing f bombs at us and like, you know, uh, and you're like, you you'd like we've been listening to the band that you're obsessed with now for like a, a year, you know, plus, and you and you're still like treating us like a bunch of weirdos. But uh, I digress. Um, but um, like, what now that like the internet has sort of neutralized like uh what is accessible like musically to people um do you think that like like what what is what's it like like in your school as far as like when people hear your band are they like is it still like a oh but what's with all the screaming like kind of thing or do generally do are people more like Oh, like that's cool, but that's not. Ju- that's just not for me, like kind of thing. Or like, what's your, <clears throat> what's your s- situation look like as far as like support from your like, you know, classmates and stuff like that.
1: Uh yeah. Uh, f- well, for me, um, whenever somebody's interested or it's mentioned, I will definitely just show them my band, but. More, more or less, uh, it's, it's really just like, oh, this is cool. I support it, but uh, it's not really for me or anything like that. Yeah. So it's definitely like that. But uh, I've been to two schools, uh, two high schools, and that's kind of my recent high school. But uh, the the other school where I met Henry at, uh, it was a bit more like, oh, this is cool. Uh, I kind of want to go to your show or something like that. But mm-hmm. it's really just different uh, communities of, of where you're at where you'll get the responses
0: yeah yeah it's like i've only i've only played in like grand rapids like once or twice like in the last 10 years but we used to play there like a lot back 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 in the day um but um is it still like it's is it still like fairly progressive the area like so, it's not a lot of like like you know <clears throat> like you you don't it's not like your school is like alienates people for like listening to the kind of stuff that you do or
1: um th- I don't think don't feel alienated it's really just like a mutual respect of oh, this is different, that's cool,
0: yeah, it's so not not um, necessarily for me, yeah. but like. What what about like um people that aren't necessarily into it will you still catch them at your show sometime just cuz they wanna like you know show show support like say what's up
1: Oh yeah there's definitely a few people I know like that that, that will just go to show support I know I have a few friends that openly tell me like I just can't stand the screaming or yeah. something like that but they'll still go if I if I invite them which is always nice
0: Yeah yeah um have like do you think that like has there been any of your friends that are sort of like that you've sort of converted because of like they came out to a show and they were just like I didn't know it was like this like I didn't know it like the that that the live musical nature of the whole thing like won them over anything like that or
1: I think I was one of those people oh, okay. uh, that got converted yeah, for sure. Cause uh, our original bassist, he has some friends that uh, that were in the scene, and uh, he invited me to go to a show and all that, and that's where it kind of started for me. Okay. But in terms of me converting other people, uh, I never really converted people when it came to uh, to shows. It was really just like, just like music wise on what they listen to. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever gotten anybody to like permanently stay within the scene or something like that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, and I I didn't mean to make that sound like so diabolical or whatever. What what I really mean is just like you know sometimes like <clears throat> people have this in this idea uh, like like they see uh, they see concert footage on TV or whatever, and there's the crowd and there's the performers, and what I think is unique to DIY music is how um usually at a show the those uh, <clears throat> that barrier doesn't exist right like the 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 band is setting up like right in front of you and you just are you just are chatting with the people in the band and um <clears throat> so sometimes like these conversations that i have a lot of times people have the experience like it sounds like you know you, you might have kind of had which is you get there and you're like I didn't know this was going to be like this like that's so oh. cool like this band blew me away and now I'm like chatting with the drummer you know kind of thing
1: oh yeah that that's kind of how it is uh for for house shows and stuff uh mm-hmm. for sure but uh there's things like uh that Loma Prieta show or uh where oh, yeah. it's like a big stage in a big bar or mm-hmm. something like that. It's like the only time I felt connected to the crowd was uh, when we did like a merchant ships cover of Dying and like people came up to me during one of the parts and we screamed, to- screamed together. Mm-hmm. But uh, for like for like shows that have like, stages, is, uh, it's a little funny because there's not that much of that intimate connection with the crowd. That's definitely more of a the basement scene and all yeah, those things. For sure. you know, yeah. basement. How did,
0: <clears throat> How did... how were you all able to play this like show at this bar? Is it just like the laws are different or
1: I'm not sure about laws, but there is like a different section. There's a there's oh, okay. a there's like the main bar part and then to the back of the bar there's this huge room with this stage. Oh, okay. So I'm not too sure about the laws, but uh okay. Either way, we did happen to play the show, so yeah. that means something.
0: Yeah, the, there was a, there was like a bar where we used to play when when I was in high school, which was like the thing was um, we were somehow allowed to play that. We were somehow allowed to play there, like um, and pe- they were serving alcohol to people and stuff, and even they served to some of my friends who had <laughs> fake IDs, like which <laughs> I didn't I didn't remember it, that at the time, but um, unfortunately, like. Um, one of my friends uh passed away a couple years ago um and uh i was looking through old photos and i saw this picture of them from this show and they had a red dog beer in in their hand and i was like they were drinking at that show like what what the hell um but uh yeah it's it's um it like i don't i don't know i just remember there was something where it's like oh for some reason this is like it's okay that your your teenage band is playing at this show because it's gonna be over by eight. Like, if it's over by eight, it was different. And I, yeah, I don't know. I've never I've never understood that stuff. But yeah, that's really cool that y'all got to to play that show. Like, and um and everything. Like, uh, were you more like or less nervous for a show with a band like Loma as opposed to, you know, just like other DIY shows or whatever?
1: I think I was, uh, wasn't really nervous about Loma, but more of like the crowd that it would bring for sure. Just like, uh, uh, all these people, right? Yeah. Cause like so many people know about, that's one of the bigger bands in the genre. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely one of our bigger shows. It probably was the biggest, but, uh, you know, once I got on that stage, it kind of all went away even beforehand. But, uh, yeah, I think I was more nervous about like accidentally messing up their cabinets or something.
0: Oh, okay, because it was like a backline. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, that's that's um, that's a whole lot of fun, and that, that's really awesome that y'all got to uh, play play with them and stuff. Um, <clears throat> before we go though, I have to ask uh, because uh, I have a nine year old, and uh, he is a huge Metroid fan. So. Um, Norfair. Uh, yeah. Is is the name, is it just like we love Metroid? Like let's name it that. Or is this like that sounds cool and alien? And or is it like a little bit of A and a little bit of B?
1: Uh I remember playing Super Metroid with my mom a few times when I was little, and that's like uh a comfort game for me. But which is why I I uh I thought of the name, but it was really just like this sounds pretty cool. Let's use this as a placeholder. But, uh, we couldn't think of anything else. So we just, eventually it stopped being a placeholder name with time and then it became the official one.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'll go ahead and, uh, like, is there anything else that, um, that you wanted to chat about? Like, do you have any more shows that you want to put out there or,
1: um let's see. Shouts out midling for uh for introducing me to this podcast.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Clap here, but uh <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. I had a pretty great conversation. It's really fun digging into these things.
0: And that was my conversation with Matt Vosquez. Thank you so much, Matt, for taking the time to chat with me. I've got some more cool conversations coming up, but as always, follow us on Instagram at everythingremade and send me a message if you want your band to come on the show. Until next time, take care and do good things.